0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hello, uh, I was going to say good evening, but it's a bit early for that. I'm never usually on this early. Um, going It's the full-time red show on the LFC trippers. We're going to look back at Liverpool against Burnley. I'm joined by Kev. Kev, how are you?
1: I'm good mate, relax now. <laughs> and yeah, breathe.
0: It's yeah, one of it's, those. It's one of those, isn't it? It's always one of those, isn't it? It's always um, I think it's mythically more difficult than it, it usually is, you know. Yeah. only are they've a way of like playing, they have a style, it comes from their manager, you know. It's yeah, it is what it is, and you just know what to expect. But what we'll do, okay, we'll go back and we'll look at the the lineups and see if it was what you expected. So Liverpool lined up um strong, I think. Yeah. It it was in, it was interesting to see that the full team with the bench today, wasn't it? To see who's who's missing out because we had full health really for the first time in Jesus, I don't know how long. I can't remember.
1: Um, probably the beginning of the season, that's a-
0: yeah, it. Yeah. I mean I don't know if we've ever been as strong, you know, on a match day than we, we probably are today. Yeah. Um, and that's not hyperbole, that's a genuine. You're looking at all the players are back, you know, all the players are fit relatively, and yeah, just to get, get the game in was um was nice. But everyone else can just throw their comments in there, let us know what just thought of the game as we go on. We'll throw a few up on the screen. But Kev, the lineup. So it's Alisson and goal. It's Robbo, Virgil, Joel and Trent at the back. Nabi Fabinho, Hendo in midfield. And Mane, Firmino and Salah up top. Um, very old school lineup up that one, wasn't it?
1: It was, yeah. Uh, I mean, the only surprise was uh, Sadio. Um, for the, that was the biggest surprise for me. It was the midfield, I thought, was that was what he would go with. Bearing in mind, Thiago's still coming back from injury. And you're managing minutes across the midfield and up front really so I was surprised to see Sadio playing I genuinely was I didn't expect him to come on but apparently the rumour rumour had it that um, Jot picked up a dead leg yesterday in training which meant that it made sense I don't think Diaz would have been thrown into that kind of a game in those conditions until until he's more hardened more hardened to the league and more Aware of the players that he's playing with, you know. So, and you know, I think the rust showed a bit at times in a few of them. You know, there was no, we didn't join up to play very well, uh, but we weren't allowed to either. It was just one of those type of games where the ball's in the air an awful lot, and you're not. Go- Whenever you do get control, in those kind of kind of conditions with the wind, playing with the wind any kind of balls that you're playing in are going to go flying off towards Nick Pope unless they're inch-perfect. So, it's just one of those. And it is, unfortunately, you're going to hear that a lot today. It is one of those. Yeah. That you just, you take your points, you get out of dodge and be glad that no one got injured. There's nobody that you're worried about coming off and you move on to Milan next for Wednesdays. But it is going to be game three or every three or four days. You're going to get, you'll, Always, your odds are you're never going to get the same lineup twice on the bounce. You know, there's certain positions that are going to be rigid and stay, but players will be rotated around that. So, we'll just, I mean, I was happy with the lineup. I've got to be honest, I, w- I was happy with it. So, if that's not enough to go against a side who's only had one win all season, then we've no business being in a race for the title, yeah. just so, so as we have. <laughs>
0: Yeah. No, no, it was a, a battle hardened line up, I think. I I agree with you about Lewis Diaz getting put in and even Harvey Elliott. Um, under the circumstances, probably in, in hindsight so wasn't the game for the, the two of those lads. Mm. Um, but something you touched on there, Kev, was the weather conditions. And look, it's easy to blame the weather. And when you lose a game, you can blame and people say it's excuses, but there was no benefit. To that. sometimes you will say, "Oh well, you have the wind that you're against." It. There was no benefit today. It was, it was just not around. for our, so... not
1: for our, yeah, not for our type of game. No. there was.
0: Oh yeah, for, for them. Burnley
1: there was the way they play, especially in the first half. You can play those long balls into the wind with a bit of extra power, knowing that the ball is going to get held up. Yeah, and you can make that run from slightly deeper, knowing that it will get held up, and you play to that, and that's their game. You know, and they, they know their ground inside out. They know what it's like when the weather's like that. We go there once a year. Yeah. You know, so, and it does take getting used to, and I don't care how good a player you are. It's it's not, Burnley is, Turf Moor is not your traditional modern day football ground, where it can be howling a gale outside. If you're at Anfield, it can be windy as you like outside, but the stands protect the playing yeah. surface. So the ball travels, travels through. You know, it's not like it was it's not like it is in an open in open in the grounds like. Yeah. It is different and it does take getting used to.
0: It does indeed. It doesn't deed. Um Kieran B has a comment up there was a not a penalty on Salah, We will come to that in a few minutes. Um uh, Kieran Doyle says sad to see the drop off in Hendo should no longer be a starter. We'll come on to hit that as well. Um a lot of people saying about the penalty decision, but the game starts anyway, Kev. Yeah, we line up as we line up, and Burnley, in fairness, line up in their four-four with two big giants up front. Yeah. It's it's as expected. That's not a dig at them. It sounds like a dig. It's just how they play. They played to their strengths, yeah. and the only you know we knew what were to me with Burnley getting. was that McNeil didn't start. That was that was surprising, yeah, you know, because I, um, they
1: I started just with felt Aaron he, Lennon on the right, and I thought. Yeah. What that was, was what what was strange. his thinking?
0: What was his what, what do you think was his rationale behind that? Because Lennon didn't really do anything. He didn't offer them much defensive sort of cover that McNeil wouldn't do. I
1: suppose you're gonna have a natural right footer on the right hand side. And if you didn't want uh, McNeil cutting back into his left mm. onto his left foot and giving our back four time to set and push up, I can That may be it because when he came on, he came on on the left hand side, yeah, and he pushed Max Corny up front for a bit of pace. But I think if he was determined to stay on the front, to stay with that front too, he needed natural width on either side to be able to go outside and whip crosses across with their natural foot rather than check back. That's about the only thing I could I could put that down to.
0: Yeah, indeed. Owen uh, says, apart from the 10 and 15 minute spell in the first half, we control Burnley. I'm going to come on to that as well because yeah. I don't think there was any <laughs> 10 or 15 minute spell that where were doing too much, but I take it on board. We were very sloppy. Megan says, big three points, get in the red men. And look, that's the most important thing today. That is you absolute. go into a place like that and you're in the, the moment that we're in where right, we have our big lads back. Confidence is flying and you know, you, you have to keep that momentum going. You have to keep your foot on the on the gas and push through. And look, it might be point in the sky saying we're chasing down City, but every win does put pressure on, you know, and you have to if we slip up at all, that relieves the pressure on City. Yeah. So we just have to keep doing our jobs and just going in and getting wins. And you go in there and as you said, the weather plays havoc with things and you just have to get the job done, but the game starts, Kev, and I thought we started off very poorly, and I'm going to highlight two players who I thought were absolutely dreadful, and it's not Jordan Henderson, although I am going to come on to him because it, there is a question to be had. I thought at the start, Trent and Matt I thought were absolutely horrific and couldn't find their passing range at all. Now, I know the conditions did play into that, but... From players that you'd expect to see, you know, good at control and, and passing. And it took them a while to settle into the rhythm yeah. of the game, didn't it?
1: It did. Joel's got this thing with his passing, and I've said it on here a couple of times recently. He doesn't fizz balls. He's very deliberate about his passes and he makes it sure it's on target to get to where it needs to get to. But there's no pace on it. You know, and Trent is was unusual for him, you know, but at the same time. He wasn't getting the help from runners around him, from people running away from the ball. Um, I thought Moa and Sadio, especially, instead of, they didn't check their runs and, and run the other way, make Peters go back with Salad that often. They, everyone kept coming to the ball, and you almost cre- they almost created bottlenecks in the middle of the park rather than stretching the play out wide. But like I said, it took a few, it took a, a bit of time to get them sorted out, but they did sort it out eventually. You oh. know, you're never going to get the perfect 90 minutes, but there was things about that first half that were frustrating to watch because what they did, they did effectively. You know, they were able... Veghorst won most headers in the air and when they decided to go along to him, there's certain things that you can do to set up to counteract that. One of them being Fabinho standing in front of whoever, wherever Veghorst is. And that didn't happen enough. And if you're not going to beat someone like him in the air, you win the second balls. And more often than not, we did. But when we didn't, the offside trap worked really well.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know where people watched it, if they were watching on a stream, but um, I was watching Michael Owen and Robbie Kane talking about um, Liverpool's high line and, you know, Burnley putting on this pressure. I never felt it, Kev. To be honest, the game is going on and, and Burnley are creating these chances and it's only because the flag isn't going up at the time that the chance is going on and if nothing comes of it, it gets played on. Is it a frustration for you that this thing happens when some of them are blatantly offside? Like, for example, there's a chance in the first half and Allison has to come out and heads the ball and I think it's Carnay runs into him. yeah, And it's offside and everyone can see it's offside. Now, luckily, Allison doesn't get creamed in that. But he could have been. Do you know what I mean? And is yeah. it? Uh, we're not we're not far away from somebody getting hurt I, from chasing yeah. down one of these instances.
1: Look, I don't know about you. I didn't. I don't know if people in the chat might have watched it. I didn't watch any of the Club World Cup. But apparently they're trialing that new virtual offside, or, oh, and it's yeah. a semi semi assisted offside technology that's going to be rolled out in full in the in the World Cup in Qatar. And I'd imagine leagues will be encouraged to take that up from after that, really. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. The problem with the offsides are they will, if you want the flags up early, they will miss goals because yeah. they'll second, they're, they're almost comfortable in what they're doing now. Letting it go late. And when all the talk is, yeah, someone's going to get injured this see no one's got injured this season, you know, And we've played however many games in the Premier League this season. And that's all you hear from commentators is, yeah, someone's going to get clattered. Someone's going to – they don't. Not really. You know, you might get the odd clash, but very rarely. And I'd rather them do it this way and allow for that. And it's mainly for the one, the second runner, the crosses, when something looks blatantly offside when they're not. And
0: Yeah. I understand where you you're that. coming
1: from. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from as well. Where common sense tells you, look, you're about five yards offside there, mate, I'm put that yeah. flag up. Yeah, yeah, those ones you have to pull, They have to pull up because it slows the game down. If anything, it, yeah. it just slows the game down. But anything that's within borderline, or even even if it's a yard, let it go because across the lines of the pitch, who knows if the groundsman is cutting the right yeah. lines? You don't know. But it's um, it's always going to be a contentious one.
0: Oh, I agree 100% with you on that, Kev. You know, it's, it's not the, the... I think it should always play on if there's any way, you know, a doubt or a possibility of a doubt. But when you see some of them and the Lions there was one in the second half as well. That's blatantly onside. Yeah, there was one in the
1: second half with Cornet and he rounded Allison. Allison did really well. And if yeah. that was in a normal general play and he was onside, it was brilliant goalkeeping. Yeah. But he was a couple of yards offside. Yeah. You
0: know, so I don't know. Here's it's it's a like. frustration, it's an annoyance yeah, it's, more than anything else, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. I get that. I get that. Um, but they had again, they were talking about Burnley chances and Burnley pressure, but it's always caveated with Liverpool's high line. Liverpool's high line. Yeah, we're brilliant at the high line. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? We are excellent at playing that high line, yeah. and we play it because we know chances will get if we play it right, chances will get pulled back. And it's all about risk versus reward, so you know. It's the way we play, and it's it's. I think
1: uh, when they introduced VAR, we went higher. Yeah, you know. Once and, we
0: knew we could do that. Once we yeah. knew there was a jail card, get out jail free card.
1: Yeah, today like, yeah. was actually one of those days that I thought, do you know what? And I don't. I would never say this often. You could have been a bit more cautious with it, you know, no, because I, of the I, conditions and the way that they were floating balls, those flo- flo- floated balls in. Trying to find the ball over the top, or the flick-ons, you have to be really careful with that. But in 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 that forty-five minutes, I thought we managed it pretty well. They got in a couple of times, but they're going to. Yeah. You know, this is a new Burnley. This isn't the Burnley before January when they didn't have when they had Chris Wood up front. Vekaros is a very good player, and he's very good at what he does, and he could do it better than most as as big as big tall strikers go. He might not be the best finisher in the world, but he gets chances and he creates chances for those around him. And Van Dijk couldn't get near him in the headers, you know. Nobody could.
0: So yeah, he causes to, trouble. He, he does yeah. cause trouble, and um, you know we've seen that before with him. And mm-hmm. you know, it, it's one of them where I don't know. It, it's not pretty. It's not pleasing on the eye, but no, it's effective, and it, it does what a team like Burnley need. And what they just need is just balls to drop in the box, and then hope to nick, nick something and, and they just never to be honest to me they never looked like it but we had a big contentious issue in the first half Kev Mo Salah gets kicked in the box It breaks away to a bornly chance is it a penalty for you?
1: I'm going to have to watch the highlights back because unfortunately the venue that I was using to watch it decided to freeze about 30 seconds beforehand ah. So I'll take. I'll ask. I'll ask you the same question. What, what did you think? Because I haven't seen any highlights of it at all.
0: Yeah, we'll throw it to the chat. What do you think, lads? In the chat, do you think it's yeah. a pen or it wasn't? To me, it catches him. It's as clear as clear as day. And I don't know if it's Mo's delayed fall. And when I say delayed fall, it wasn't a ridiculously delayed fall. Um, he, he, <coughs> he skips past him. Weghorst um just pulls his leg across and takes Salah's um, foot out. Uh, With with VAR looking at it, I don't know. You don't know what rules they're looking at, and they're talking about this high bar stuff now where it has to be absolutely blatant. But it looked a penalty to me. um, But it's one of them. You win some, you lose some. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't say it was a stonewall or it's one that I think we should have got. But if that's the case, that's two
1: and two because he should have had one in the last game when he was cleaned out. Yeah. And that, for the life of me, I cannot understand how that. Wasn't a pen, could You know, just because he got a shot off, there's no consequence to the fact that it was a blatant, dirty foul. But I will watch the before tonight. I will watch hi- proper highlights of yeah. today's game. Yeah, you can ask me again later.
0: No problem, no problem. Just a <laughs> few of the lads in there are saying Stonewaller. Uh, Emmett says free everywhere else on the pitch, so it's a pen, and that we we had this discussion. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it's the age old thing. It's it's a fucking penalty. It's if it's a foul, it's a foul. It shouldn't be any sort of um, any sort of influence on. Oh well, it's in the box and all. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, yeah, a lot okay. of the lads in the chat seem to think that's a a foul. Uh, the reclaimer says a foul is a foul, hard or soft, and that that's it. You know, I so agree with you. I agree with. They, that they break. They break and go up to their end and nearly score one of their chances. Um yeah. But. You know, the, the the half is ticking on. The conditions were atrocious. And look, you have to play the conditions. We know that. But you could see on a couple of the corners where Trent was taking them, the corner flag was nearly bleeding horizontal. From yeah, the wind the cor- I thought
1: at one stage the corner flag was broken, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was, it was it, bending at 45 degrees.
0: I think <laughs> it's the, yeah, I, I, it looked like the little, um, the pivot on the end of it was a bit flexible. I don't know, and yeah, I don't know even, if it was that windy, still... but you could see the ball even rolling when Trent was trying yeah. to place it, so you yeah. could tell sort of it was a a bit of a pig of a day. But coming the the second out of 30, the first half is rolling on, and eventually we get the breakthrough. And uh, the only goal of the game, and it's from Fabinho, he's, he's on a nice little, little streak so at the
1: moment, isn't he? Five in five in all five in his last four games or something like that.
0: Yeah, it's good it's dunking, um.
1: Though. It was a nice corner. It was a lovely flick back into space because Sadio couldn't get anything on it. So yeah. he just put it into a space. And Fabinho timed his run and timed the knock on, you know, the second effort. He stayed on balance and finished it off. It was it was a really good corner because you can't put them into the middle of the box with Nick Pope in there because he will come and clear pretty much everything. So the corners have to be either they have to go deep or they have to come into the first third. One or the two. So yeah. it was a good delivery, nice flick on, good goal. Yeah, and it, it. It, for me, it was against the runner play because we did nothing threatening going the other way. It was uh we were we had the ball, but we did nothing with it.
0: Ma, Sadio had a chance not long before. Yeah, right? it was and the ball um, comes in and he smashes it at pole. He
1: smashes straight at pole, but that was it. And it, it there comes was nothing back. Else.
0: But the the goal is quite similar because you know it drops fabinho reacts with smashes it hits off pope Who, yeah. as a goalkeeper he tends to get very lucky with this or of. you know it's he's in the right place i suppose, yeah, to I suppose make that's as well. and that's Easy. good but yeah he, he can't react to the the knockdown and, and fabinho yeah. follows in and it's it's actually a nice little goal for him you know it's, it is, it's yeah. from another corner i oh, was at the brentford game a few weeks ago and he gets one from a corner there um it's it's he more goals ahead. to Murillo from a midfielder, whether you're yeah. the six, the eight, the ten, or whatever you are.
1: But he's a big he's a big unit. He's six yeah. foot one. And he's well capable in the air. You know, yeah. he he and he's got a shot on him as well. And he doesn't take it he he had one in the going towards the end of the first half where it was just a bad decision. Uh, you know, I don't know, it was in the second half, the start of the second half where he sh- he should have passed it out to Mo, but he didn't. He took a shot and it just kept going higher but he sh- he's well capable of getting goals especially from set pieces if you've got your two big center backs at 6 foot 4 and 6 foot 5 having two two or three other 6 footers in and around the box usually with one of them being Wood Henderson um Fabinho is another one they they should get more or they should at least get chances you know and I'm delighted for him because I thought he was he was good today again
0: yeah. Again, keep coming back to the conditions. Don't help, and and I thought you had done what needed to be done. Before we on to the second half, Kev. Um, Jordan Henderson picks up a, f- a yellow card around the half hour mark, and he, he picks up a bit of a knock in, it and it was from a poor touch. Yeah, um, gets away from him, and he stretches to get it back and takes out Eric Peters. Yeah, yeah, Peters
1: jumped on his knee. Well, landed on his knee. Um, yeah, it's one of those innocuous ones that you think you just hope that. 20 minutes later, you haven't got a fluid build-up on your knee or something like that. You know, we'll know more
0: later, but... He plays on. He plays Mm. on the rest of the half. He's not, you know, let's be clear. I thought he was exceptionally poor today, Jordan Henderson. He he puts in a lovely pass, uh, a lovely cross.
1: That was on, I'm looking down here, that was on about the 19th minute, and it was an absolute brilliant cross. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and that was the only one he did in the in the game. Those so called, you know, first time floaty cross. That wasn't a floaty cross. That was a no. whipped in with pace for Sadio at the back post. And either Sadio didn't read it or he just couldn't get it. Couldn't get on it. But it was a completely different game than your normal like you you watch the Milan game on Wednesday night and it will be a completely different game. You know, there will be a game that's played in midfield. This wasn't a game that was played in midfield. And I don't think any of the two eights that played today covered themselves in any kind of uh, glory at all. So no. They did okay. We kept a lot of possession, but it was possession for the sake of it. And it was almost in the second half, it was almost managing the game. Yeah. You know, managing the time and working the clock down. And that's okay as well. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't either him or Nabby's best game for that.
0: I thought Naby was okay. He wasn't great. He was he was okay. That's all you'd yeah, say about him. That's what him. I, I mean. It was... say, as you said there, there was nothing spectacular. I thought Hendo was poor. And look, I'm one of Hendo's biggest mm-hmm. fans. I don't, you know, dig him out just to be trendy or anything like that. Or I think he's he's struggling a bit at the moment, you know, and it'll be interesting to see how the, the team develops, you know, because I think a lot of people, if you want to look at, the ideal midfield you want to see starting on Wednesday night is Hendo Winner for you. We'll come on to this in a few minutes, but no. would you have Zian, no, he's that, not, but he's that. not
1: for the de- for different reasons. We'll talk and about it, we'll talk yeah, about it, though, we'll
0: definitely we'll get know. on to it,
1: but it's not We're for
0: his ability. But we go into the second half, or one nil up the um, the, the second half starts, and Hendo comes out then, uh, early on. What times you come out at 50 something, I think. Um, 59 minutes so just on the hour, he comes yeah, out, just from, on the hour, yeah, just comes out for Thiago. And I think when Thiago comes on, we see what we were missing in that midfield it's the control, yeah. it's the, the you know, he dictates the tempo, he dictates the play. Emmett says it here. Um, Thiago changed the game. Well, uh, when he came on
1: when he came he on the first, yeah, the, pr- the first thing he did is took a ball down his chest and volleyed a pass into more. Yeah, in or in behind, into the wind, you know, put a bit of top, of uh, bottom spin on it, so he sliced underneath. If you're, you know, and it was just a release of pressure, you yeah. know, and that's what he does—he releases pressure when he's when he's on the ball. But it was no coincidence that five minutes later, Veghorst went off, and Ashley Barnes came on, and then their threats just disappeared. Yeah. So it, it was a completely different game for Thiago. Thiago, was, it was easy, an easier game for Thiago to come into because of the way Burnley had to play with Corne up front and with Ashley Barnes up front.
0: Well, yeah, it's, it's McNeil comes through. on on the hour as well for Rodriguez. Yeah. So they're losing Rodriguez, who's big, and again, another target runner, man, yeah. and Corne goes up there.
1: Yeah, so um, they have to go through midfield that little bit more.
0: Yeah, uh, and then to lose Veghorst, to lose Veghorst on top of that for Ashley Barnes, who you know he, he caused us trouble before, he caused yeah. a lot of teams trouble before, but he's not the player he was a few years ago. And you're right, the threat went out, but I thought we managed it well then. You know, I thought when Thiago came on, we we managed the game better. Yeah, um, he gives we, you that level
1: of control, doesn't
0: he? He does, he does. And, and what I found with him was that every every time the ball was breaking in the in the Burnley half, he was getting onto it. You know, he wasn't he wasn't letting them settle on it. He wasn't letting them rest with the ball. He was putting that bit of pressure. And look, it's a hard game to press to, in them conditions today. Yeah. But I thought he tried to do it. He gave us that bit more control, and I thought we we needed that. But look, the game goes on. Is there any other talking points in it? Um,
1: not really. Not really. Um, it was one of those that I think. There was one big chance uh, that uh, Salah and Jota were 2v1 against Ben Mee. And it was just a bad, bad pass for Jota. To, and it gave Tarkowski that fraction of a second to get back. And I don't know if he got a foot on it, but he definitely stopped Jota from taking a shot. If that ball was fizzed in at a bit of pace, then Jota makes it two. And it's a, it's a relaxed second half. Yeah. To, you know, it's a relaxed last, last 10 minutes. But other than that, we managed it really well. And I don't think Allison had too much to do in the second half. You know, Bar coming out and clearing off his line and what have
0: you. But, or, you know, just clearing in the box. He didn't have much to do. Yeah. No, it was, it was relatively comfortable. So yeah. as we. The, you take your three points. You get out with Dodge. You get back to Liverpool. The confidence is gone. The momentum is gone. It's all looking good. It's all looking rosy. Um, hold on one second. My daughter is sitting. Can you hear the echo of the show? She's sitting at the door here with playing this on on our mom's phone. So <laughs> sending She's out crazy. a message to get rid of her. <laughs> <laughs> Bribery usually works, mate. Yeah. Um. But look. Um. Wednesday night. We move on to on yeah. Milan. Um, a difficult game. It's going to be a hard yeah. one. But how do you see us lining up? Um, plenty. Of,
1: there's what is it, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, fly out Tuesday, training session Tuesday, play Wednesday. I wouldn't expect the back five to change. Uh, maybe Kanate comes in, but depend. I wouldn't actually. I wouldn't mind seeing Kanate come in for for Joel. Um, I think Thiago starts for starts, and it wouldn't surprise me if he goes for fresh legs in an eight. Maybe uh, Chamberlain or someone else. Maybe even stick with Naby. He's got. He's going to have a decision to make on one of the one of the three central midfielder mid, midfield places. I think Jota starts ahead of probably ahead of Bobby. And more than likely, depending on how Sadio recovers, I'd imagine Sadio and Mo will start. You know, it's they've earned the shirts and it's theirs to lose. And they haven't done anything in today's performance, I don't think. And it's harsh to judge them off one performance since they've been back to say, yeah, you definitely deserve to lose it. But I think Jota will play through the middle.
0: Uh, Emmett says Canate Ian for Matip, Fab Thiago, and Elliot or Jones for him and that's sort of what we would do as well um, Elliot, Elliot or Jones. would be a massive call It'd be a big call but I think trust, uh, trust, I think Klopp trusts him Do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. Klopp will trust him to go in there and do it and that's why I wouldn't be surprised and the same with Jones, I think what he wants is uh, Hendo's ball retention, it's, it's not as good as a as it was, his yeah. carrying of the ball isn't as good, and I think the youth, the young lads, might be the option. You know, to go oxen, ox could be a shout, alright, but well, I think more one. on the left
1: hand side or on the right hand side. It, the thing is, it, it wouldn't matter who he played there because I don't think Elliot is going to be up to match match sharpness yet. You know, he's yeah. had a couple of sub appearances after a long layoff. Yeah. He's going to have to build up. His match fitness and strength. I think the Norwich game at the weekend. I think we we'll play Norwich the following at the weekend after Milan. Yeah, I think that would be the one for him to target to start. Maybe Elliot comes off the bench in Milan. I mean, the big miss for Milan is Barella's out for the two legs. He's key to their midfield.
0: Yeah. They have
1: a good side, but they've they, and they've an experienced side with the legs of Perisic as well. You know, Jacko up front is. You know, drink, drinking from the, fount- the fountain of youth. That man.
0: Oh, I think he's one yeah. of the best forwards in Europe in the last twenty yeah. years. I think he's one of the most underrated. So updated, I yeah. think he's so absolutely underrated. brilliant. Proves he can Steve play with anyone, now. any yeah. style.
1: You know, however you want to play, he can do it. Yeah. Um, Handanovic will probably be in goal from Skriniar yeah, at the captain. back. They're at a DeVry. good side.
0: Um, Topless have- Serie
1: A as well, I think.
0: Yeah, um, oh, I Arm, think we yeah. should have enough to beat them. You know, we should have enough to beat them. We should have
1: enough. It's, it's just you're into knockout football now. Yeah. You know, home and away. There's no away goals. But at the same time, if you can put a marker down in the away legs, it makes a home leg that bit easier. You know, so yeah, we'd want to be. I don't know if they're playing tonight. Um, I haven't seen it. So Inter. they? They yeah. were on
0: last night. They were on last Napoli. night. Yeah, they played Napoli. They drew one all, I think. Was I? Yeah, I think they were one 0 down, and they might got oh, someone correct me if I'm wrong. I think they played. I'll check now. And um, Italy, Italy, Italy. Yeah, they drew one all with Napoli.
1: Emmett's yeah. saying uh, that they went full strength against Napoli. Uh,
0: yeah,
1: they have to. You know, they're they're going for a Serie a title, and it would it's it's a close it's a close run thing at the top of Serie A between them, AC Milan. Napoli are in in and around there as well. So
0: Milan are top. Inter are second, but if a game in hand. They're only a point behind. And Napoli yeah. are toward a point behind Inter. Yeah. And then there's a eight point gap between them and Juve and Ford. So yeah, it's yeah, it's a
1: it's a, it's a, it, it's a, a title. proper title race. Yeah. You know, and that will that will go down to the wire. So they're they're. I wouldn't say their eyes are going to be firmly fixed on the league, but. Italian sides don't tend to do well in knockout competition, in Champions League, and so you know, even into Europa League. They come out of the groups, they might go through the last 16 into the last day, but that tends to be the end of them. They're not as, they're not the all powerful Serie A that we grew up with. Yeah. You know, they're good, but they're not, they're not at the top table. No. Not for me.
0: They're certainly not. And we saw with Milan. Um, in the groups, nothing to fear in them, and they're yeah. neck and neck with them, you know. So, I'm not saying you judge one off the other, but if it's an indicator of the, the strength, maybe of Serie A, it's probably yeah. not as high as it has been in, in years gone by. And you're right, they, they haven't been producing there. Um, so for the did we pick a team there?
1: I, do, I reckon that I do, I think he'll play Kanate, I think Jota will play up top. Yeah, I don't know who he'll go for as a third midfielder. Yeah, um. Uh, But I I think Fabinho and Thiago look to, for me anyway, to be the two best central midfielders that we have on form at the minute. Yeah. I think Um, Jones
0: will be the third one in. I think he'll go. Well,
1: he's got a complete rest today. He wasn't Mm. in the match day squad at all. And he put a tweet out before kickoff. Come on, Redmond. So he's not a case of he's unhappy about it. I think they all know now that, look, you're going to have weeks where you're not involved in the match day squad. Have a day off take the misses out, you know, it's Valentine's weekend. Do you know, just have a break from football. Have a mini break. You know, you're, you don't play for a week. Yeah. And it's nice to be, have the luxury of being able to do that and collect three points.
0: The games will come taking fast. There'll be plenty yeah. of options for player. And especially for the likes of Curtis Jones, who is in around the first 11, you know, he's yeah. where people don't like that. He's getting minutes, he gets game time. He has to trust the open clock, and that's good enough for me. So uh, we'll leave it there, Kev. Um, we'll be back on later. Myself and yourself will be on. And Gav, yeah. I don't know who else is on tonight. I think Sean, he's a bit under the weather. So I don't think it'll be himself. But we'll, we'll see. There'll definitely be somebody is in it- there.
1: Yeah, someone will turn. Someone will to turn up. If anyone in the chat has any idea what the women's score was today, I'd appreciate. Oh, it. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, I know Chris uh, was I at know, the game. Yeah,
1: Chris was at the game today, so uh, don't know how that went.
0: I think it was nil all at half time. The last yeah. we've seen, they were a bit sluggish. But
1: and we got we've Super Bowl tonight, so Super Bowl
0: tonight, Yeah, so will yeah. we'll be long up night for ahead. That. Yeah, indeed. I
1: got, got to be up in the morning, so as That's much as late. I, as much as I want to, I think I probably last about an hour. I think yeah. about one o'clock, I think, would be about my limit.
0: There, three nil win, three three-nil nil win. That's nice, yeah, that is good massive. Result. That's yeah. really
1: big. That's really
0: big. Fair play. Delighted with that. Nice. Chris will be buzzing uh, off that. Chris now. will be chuffed. Yeah, exactly. Um, but look, that's a good result for them. Yeah, um, but look, we might touch on it again later. So, yeah, look, we leave it there. Failicon, you see the name up in the corner there. I'm sure you're all aware that the where Failicon is now. It's our charity partner. We're looking to to promote as much as we can and raise as much funds um, for uh, this charity. It's for people who have suffered bereavement during or just after pregnancy. It's something that hits the home of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And the uh, information will be in the show description and on our website. Get in and have a look, share, donate, do whatever you can, help us out on that. And we know everyone does all the time. So we'd expect that we should smash our target and... because of the generosity of people in the chat spreading and donating, now, that's all we can ask with that. So look, yeah. uh, thanks very much for that. And look, we'll leave it there. We will talk again later on. Um, we'll go more in depth into the match. Chris, uh, Kev can go and have a look at that. Blatant penalty we want to see that. That blatant penalty. That <laughs> but uh, look, we we'll leave it there. It wasn't a decider. That's well, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing worse, you know, but you can have a little moan and a little laugh about it when it's not, you know, it'd be mm. different if it was. But we will leave it there and we'll come back to you all again later. So we'll talk soon. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.